Welcome to the Leadership Spark Podcast, where we equip you to be the great leader your people deserve. This is Corey. I'm here with Hampton. And Hampton, today we're going to continue our conversation about the imposter syndrome. And in our last episode, we talked about this idea that the most important story that we as leaders tell ourselves is the story that we tell ourselves. And you mentioned a quote that's super powerful, that our life is always heading in the direction of our strongest thoughts. And we talked about how, as a leader, how we think and how we win the battle that's going on in our own mind ultimately manifests itself in our effectiveness as a leader. And so we wanted to spend more time around this topic of the imposter syndrome because it's such a, a hot topic, right? We see it all over the place in, in leadership conversations within either platforms like LinkedIn or conversations that we have where people are, are talking about how they identify with this, this thing called the imposter syndrome. So why don't you tell us what in the world that is and then we can unpack it further, what it looks like whenever the imposter syndrome is raising its, its, its ugly head in our lives as a leader and the impact that it could have on us as we lead. Imposter syndrome has been around for probably since the beginning of time. I think it was first defined in the 70s. And the definition that we found is the idea that you've only succeeded due to luck and not because of your talent or qualifications. Uh, so there's... Uh, a, really an expert on imposter syndrome named Valerie Young, who we'll be referencing some here in this podcast today. And, and what she listed was, was five different examples of what it looks like to be experiencing imposter syndrome. And we're just going to read a few of those for you. This was really helpful for me to see. So the first is um, the perfectionists. So they set extremely high expectations for themselves. And even if they meet 99% of their goals, they're going to feel like failures. Any small mistake will make them question their own competence. You're driving in your car on your way to work right now, and you said, oof, that's me. <laughs> Maybe you didn't. Right. But may, what about this one? Experts, they feel the need to know every piece of information before they start a project and constantly look for new certifications or training to improve their skills. They won't apply for a job if they don't meet all the criteria in the posting, and they might be hesitant to ask a question in class or speak up in a meeting at work because they're afraid of looking stupid if they don't already know the answer. Maybe some of you are like, that's me. I'll read one more and then pass the last two to the Corey. So when the natural genius, that's the third, so we've got perfectionist experts and then natural genius, when they, um, when they have to struggle or work hard to accomplish something, he or she thinks this means they aren't good enough. They are used to skills coming easily. And when they have to put an effort, their brain tells them that that's proof that they're an imposter. And these last two, honestly, like, these are the two that resonate most with me when I think about when I struggle in my own mind and how I think and think that I'm an imposter. I may not be defining it as an imposter. I may not be using that word in my mind, but I can feel these things or experience these things. And so the fourth one is a soloist. And the soloist feels that they have to accomplish all these tasks, tasks on their own. And if they need to ask for help. So if I feel like sometimes if I need to ask for help, it means I'm a failure where I'm a fraud because I couldn't do it by myself. And that, that's an imposter syndrome experience or pattern. So a soloist. And then the last one is you feel like you have to be the super person. And super person, people push themselves to work harder than other people around them to prove that they're not imposters. So they're going to work hard to prove they're not an imposter. And they can feel the need to succeed in every aspect of life as work, as parents, as a partner as a friend, whatever aspect of life, they feel like they have to succeed in all of those or they'll feel stressed and feel like they're not, not accomplishing something in their lives. So it ultimately leads to 
this idea of being an imposter. And so maybe as we read through those, there's one that resonates with you because part of the, the process here is if the most important story is the story you tell yourself, and if your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts, the goal is to start to, to lean into and become conscious of how you're thinking. And so even as we read those five experiences that could manifest itself as the imposter syndrome, you have to pause and you have to think about which one of those may be going on in your life and how does that affect how you lead your people. And so the go and do today is that. It's, it's again, to lean in and start to consciously tune into the, the thoughts that are on repeat in your mind. What is that narrative that is consistently going on in your mind? Because tomorrow we're going to provide you with practices that you can use to reframe and replace it so that you're thinking things that allow you to become the leader that you want to be. So tune in tomorrow to learn more about that.